0: Carry on my I'm Jeremy Greer be peace when you are
1: done. I'm Jeremy's best friend in the whole world, Chris Moser.
0: I'm Joanna Graff
2: And this is Monster of the Week, a podcast... Nope, I've already messed it up. God damn it, Chris. This is all your fault. <laughs> a creepy but necessary podcast about the TV show Supernatural. And this week we have finished our coverage of Season 2, and we are getting into some listener feedback. And as you heard in the intro, this is going to be the first of a series of a fan spotlight, which I probably should have found a better, like, funnier way to say that. But everybody, welcome Joanne. Hi. Hello. It's great to be here, thank you so much for for like guesting on this. This is going to be awesome, yeah, thank you for inviting me so Joanne is uh easily our biggest fan, like no, <laughs> no offense to the Audreys and the sneezels and the uh the Erics and the Ians of the world who always talk to me about supernatural uh but Joanne sent us some crazy cool posters and fan art and trading cards, which at some point Chris will mail to me so that I can look at. Y'all get out of my face with that shit. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm going to throw you under the bus. It's coming down the block. Are you ready? (laughs) I I can't get on it. I got an Uber in your name and it's driving by at 50 miles an hour in front of your house. The worst
1: part about it is that I have it all set up to go. It just has. I just haven't mailed it yet. Sure.
3: I mean, the real secret, Jeremy, is that I had it all set up to go for like three weeks before i got it sent out to
1: chris (laughs) yeah yeah you hear that jeremy it's not just me (laughs) yeah i've got um, five came out so i don't know what you want me to say yeah this is gonna be like
2: the persona five supernatural podcast which makes me think i should go download persona five at some point um but yeah joanna you're one of our first one of the first people to listen to the show one of the first people to like start talking to us about supernatural and I, I guess for my first question is when did you start watching the show? Like, where where did your fandom come from? So okay. I oh God, where watching. did your fandom come from? Is a douchey question. <laughs> I would like to retract. Where did your fandom come from? Please.
1: <laughs> I thought I was the douchebag on this episode.
3: Come on, hold on. <laughs> oh man, you don't even know where my fandom comes from. Oh, it's a super secret. I'm not, I wouldn't divulge that here. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Um, I started to watch Supernatural actually not all that long ago I would say probably in the last two to three years, maybe three years ago Um, at that point I was mostly aware of it as being uh, a thing that had a lot of fandom and a lot of shipping and I didn't really, I kind of wrote it off because of its reputation, but I had a friend who was like yeah, you know, the first couple seasons at least are pretty decent, so I got my uh, boyfriend and we sat down and we watched, you know, just a couple episodes every once in a while and we got through about season four and a half so a little bit further than we're at the podcast and um he kind of lost interest and without my supernatural buddy i you know just didn't really stick stick with it but i'm definitely going well i've started watching again since i've started listening to this and i'm going to definitely keep up with y'all
1: excellent we can be your supernatural buddies now
3: Yeah, right. And not only that, I've managed to get Grant to start listening to the podcast and he's like totally back on board with Supernatural and so we're watching it together again. So thank
0: you.
2: That makes me so happy to know that people are yeah. listening to this podcast and watching Supernatural. Like I've we, we have, we've had several people like pick up the show because of this podcast, which is so flattering and humbling and I'm so sorry everybody. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's great. Like we didn't make the show, but it feels really gratifying to get people into the show.
2: <laughs> 100%. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's weird too because people ask me a lot about like well, you know, is it, is it bad? Like, is it terrible? Should I, should I, should I watch Supernatural? And I, and I always tell him like, if you can, if you watch the first season of Supernatural and you don't like it, you shouldn't watch anymore. Mm -hmm. And then if you watch the first five seasons of Supernatural, you shouldn't watch it anymore. But if you've watched the first five seasons of Supernatural, you're 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 just hooked. You're gonna always watch mm-hmm. it from that point forward. Like you're not gonna be able yep. to stop. So it's
1: just the way it goes. If yeah. somebody had asked me six months ago if I thought that Supernatural was you know stupid or if it was bad, you know am I gonna watch this? Is it gonna be bad? I probably would have said yes until we started rewatching it, and then I was like, oh sh- shit! Uh, actually, this show is fantastic. It doesn't <laughs> matter what its reputation <laughs> is. It doesn't matter that it's a CW show. Like it's legitimately really great.
3: Yeah, um my appreciation for the show has increased considerably since I started listening to y'all. Um for like one thing that I didn't really understand and that I like want to go back and watch the old stuff through is that um I was watching it on Netflix, so I got the bad soundtrack. Oh and, no. Like, yeah, hearing y'all talk about the soundtrack made me again want to just start from the beginning, get the Blu-rays and just power through it.
2: Did you get Blu-rays? Netflix
3: has re- rectified that a little bit. Uh, I have not. We ah. just kind of picked up where we were at, but that, yes, that's fine.
2: yeah. The um season one is is the only season that's affected, fortunately. So if you're watching season two or three or anything beyond, I think everything is all natural, just to, to so to speak, like it has the original <laughs> soundtrack. <laughs> what? What was that smirk? What was that? What's that giggle, Chris? I don't or know, but that you... was exactly
1: how I would have said it.
2: <laughs> what is it about the the show that you like? Oh oh man. Um
3: the hunks, man. The hunks. The
2: hunks are the hunks are strong with these. <laughs> that's a, that's a good starting point. <laughs> that's a good starting point.
3: Um uh, no, it's just kind of um fun, that uh kind of breakdown of um, you know, kind of cryptids and American folklore and sort of making it real and putting their own spin on it and just trying to like put it together, although it's not always particularly cohesive. Um it's still just <laughs> you know fun it's interesting and i dig it and the monster of the week episodes are great and eventually i started getting into the like meta plot and that you know i'm not sure if i'd call that great but i'm enjoying that too
2: (laughs) you said you've uh you watched up until about four and a half seasons is that what you said yeah okay so and you're just now rewatching it along with the show so you're not you haven't gotten any farther past that
3: no uh I, i could drop like I think it's four and a half. I could drop a character's name, but I'm not sure if you want to call that a spoiler or not.
2: Uh, the character I names are okay. Yeah, say, say if it's a spoiler, I'll just beep it out. I don't care.
3: Okay. Uh, it, it was the season that Castiel was introduced. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: I think anybody listening to a Supernatural podcast definitely knows who Castiel is.
1: Yeah, even if you don't know his name, you have a vague idea that there's a dude who looks like him because <laughs> he's in all the promos. <laughs> he's
2: literally yep. every single screenshot you find of the show nowadays. Yeah. <laughs>
1: At a certain point, you're going to come across Destio, and you're going to have some questions. So, or,
2: or or you're not going to have any questions. You're just That's going to right. say, "Yes, this like, is exactly mm, what I was looking mm, for." This
1: is I've arrived. <laughs> I have found my people, and they accept me. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. <clears throat> we're going to have to address it on the podcast. You can't get around that. We would be doing the fandom a disservice if we were ignoring it.
2: So this is a good question, and for the listeners out there, like, there's, I don't know why you wouldn't know this, but just in case, like, shipping these people that like ships or whatever i can't talk about this stuff and not sound like a grandpa but uh these people that like they they invent these names for these characters to pair off with one another and destiel is the combination of dean and castiel but like when do you fit that into a podcast when do you cover that the first time we meet castiel
1: i just think you just bring it up with with the subtext because it's going to be dripping with subtext as we go
3: forward (laughs) i I, I think we have it right there
1: okay the funniest part about the subtext is that like it's not on purpose I, I know as much as they've probably made it seem that way to like appease the fans they have come out and said like this is not this this, this is not canon but like if it's not canon then like why are you doing what you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. do you doing yeah
2: do you think it started out that way like do you think that they originally just do you think they were originally putting that subtext in or do you think they have added more subtext as know. that those kind of fandoms has, have grown
1: I just think with the nature of these relationships, like the type of relationships you get in Supernatural, these very overwrought, uh, emotional, like hunky ass men, it's just it's really hard not to draw that kind of subtext from it.
3: I can't really recall having much of that subtext, um, at least thus far with how I've gotten. But speaking of subtext and y'all in season two, man, y'all talking about um Joe and Dean and like mm-hmm having there not be a thing there, I'm like, I'm pretty sure there was a thing there. <laughs> and then it was pretty big. Maybe I'm going crazy. And like, every time you're like, oh no, this proves it. there's not a thing here. I'm like, I'm pretty sure.
2: Oh, I was, I was totally wrong on that. I I will freely admit to being wrong at the beginning of season two. I thought that the show kind of buried, like, I thought it was more of like a, I, I thought it was totally non-existent, but there is, I was a hundred percent wrong. There is a, there like romantic sparks all over the place. And,
3: yeah. We can't, can we even call that subtext at this point is it just text
2: no he literally says that uh he should have cleaned the pipes at one point to, to, yeah. as, as as gene is a uh, gene wow <laughs> getting that x-men podcast mixed up as joe is uh like rubbing up against him so no I'm, i don't i don't think that's subtext at that point
1: because <laughs> yeah, i because I <laughs> i'm not sexually attracted to or i'm not having chemistry with them i guess
2: I don't know. Like I, I, I'm i kind of sexually attracted to both of them. Sorry, Autumn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it'd be a fun time, right? Yeah, right. I, I'm game. I just heard a door slam from the other side of the house. So I'm assuming that Autumn's going to come and cut off the podcast and have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's okay. She, she'll just start a new one with me and the two of us will talk about um, Star, Star Wars. It'll be a good time.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. As As her new obsession with Star Wars is, yeah. It's been ridiculous. Have you watched Spaceballs yet? I have not, no, I've not watched Spaceballs yet. Jesus <laughs> fuck, Chris, have you
1: seen Spaceballs, the movie? Mm-mm, I have not. Thank
2: God. Oh, what's wrong with both of you? Spaceballs uh, was like my
1: childhood. I'm 13 years old, so I haven't had a chance. yet. <laughs> oh,
2: wow, he hasn't been able to get in the movie theater. Hey,
3: hey,
0: this hey, I watched it's Spaceballs PG-3. when
2: I was like eight. <laughs>
1: you know, there's just always so much time for media when you're 13. Yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: You're so busy, you're so busy with Tumblr
1: you're <laughs> trying to maintain an active Tumblr and do your homework <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's really hard when you have over a thousand followers, huh? yeah.
1: So do you guys want to talk about season two or are we just going to keep farting around? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. sorry. I, we can, we can
2: talk sorry? about season two. What, what's on your mind, Chris? You obviously have some things to say. Get, get it off your chest.
1: I wanted us as a, as a group, as uh, friends, uh, as best friends, I would like to, to add that. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like to discuss the arc of season two because I think season two introduces so many new things to the show that become mainstays. And we've talked about that throughout the season. Um, but there's some like pretty big shakeups in this season. Uh, starting of course with episode 1 where you know last season it's all about finding dad it's all about being introduced to uh to the monsters themselves to the world of of hunting i was going to say the world of hunters but it's more the world of hunting because it's just focused on sam dean and john mm-hmm. um you get a little bit of the psychic thing and all these things are building up building up building up and they kind of culminate in or they they culminate right at the end of the season but then Season two right away just pulls the rug out from underneath you and changes everything. They kill off John. There's the cult is gone. Everything that you just worked for in the season before that has just led into this new unknown territory, I guess. And we go from yeah John dying to you know selling his soul for Dean. I don't know if we particularly know what that's or specifically know what that is or that that's what he's done right off the bat. But that's what he's done. And then we have we go from that to emotional Dean. Basically dealing with all of his anger, his sadness, his guilt, um, and that sparking up in violence. Uh, going from that to you know meeting Gordon, meeting other hunters. We've we met Bobby before, but now we're really like seeing that it's not just these three boys saving the world. It's been these all of these people, this huge community of you know drifters and and, and vagabonds who are out there killing monsters. We learn all of that, and that's when Sam's psychic stuff starts coming back in. So before I ramble, you know, too much past. Uh, the halfway mark of the season what do you guys think of of this first half, half of the season
2: go ahead joanna
3: uh so right so the f- first half of the season we introduced like you said some real important stuff like uh winchester's coming back to life i mean that seems yep. like oh I, I this is probably the only time this is going to happen right um, i would i would say
2: yeah <laughs> 100% you can only really get away with that once per like series
3: And while you say that they're um, introducing all these extra hunters, man, the way things shake out, it mostly seems like it's uh, Sam and Dean that are the ones that matter, so. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) this is very true. (laughs) We not only, we begin the season with a Winchester death, and we end the season with a Winchester death. Yeah. Yeah, That's twice in one
3: season.
2: That's twice
3: in one season. How many seasons are going to be like that?
1: who knows we will find who out knows.
2: We're, we're, stay tuned listeners <laughs> in, my best, <laughs> in my best Stan Lee voice
1: <laughs> because with this season it's not even as we'll find out towards you know the finale it's not even about the consequence uh, the consequence is no longer about death the consequence is like what happens beyond that the consequences yeah. become greater than death so it's like yeah sure Sam or Dean could die as we've seen but it seems like there's something worse than death for these boys now, and that you know becomes slightly more frightening. As much as it's easy to to laugh it off and just say, "Oh, somebody can just bring them back to life," whatever, it does become a little bit more dynamic in that way, where where death doesn't have to be the ultimate punishment. There's something worse than that. Yeah, and, we and start the to demons see keep of that.
3: Uh, and the demons keep alluding to uh how much worse that um things can be than simply death.
1: Oh yeah, they really start hammering that home. And we obviously in this season we also start to get to see a lot more of the demons too. Yeah, which
2: is fun. Like I like the fact that they introduce different strata of demons. We have crossroad yeah. demons. Um, Meg is is around. No, she's not. I'm sorry. Um, I see. I'm getting my. This is what happens to me is I watch too much supernatural and everything blends together as a whole. <laughs> um, but we do see different like levels of demons. We the The yellow-eyed demon being kind of the overarching menace, and then eventually us being able to kill him. When I was watching this series originally, I was like, "Man, what are they going to do next?" And what they did was release one hundred demons into the wild. Like that's that's <laughs> yeah. a fucking crazy season yeah. finale. Yeah, that, I love that. Like all of a sudden, shit is just fucked. Dean only has a year to deal with a hundred demons. That's not that's a lot of demons per month, y'all. Like that's at that's least like eight to month. ten demons per month, which is. I mean, that's yeah. a couple every week. That's a lot of work. One every
3: three days with a couple days to spare. <laughs> sure. That's, I think
1: that's a much easier way to say that.
0: That's,
1: that's too many demons. Exactly. That's too many demons. But that's – we're not even there yet. So this first this first arc, I feel like, is dealing with pulling out Dean's rage Yeah. so that they can pull out alongside it the concept of not all monsters are monsters. Because that's another thing that we weren't really introduced to in the first season. Um, yeah explicitly anyway i'm sure that there's shades of sam giving puppy dog eyes to some monster and try to fuck it at some point um (laughs) but
0: damn it sammy in,
1: in season in season two that's where they start drawing those parallels we have the the vampire episode um with uh lenore or whatever her name is and dean's anger is drawn out parallel to the idea that perhaps not all monsters are evil and perhaps sam is kind of aligning himself with with that not that he you know wants to save all monsters but he sees himself as a monster. So those two are like growing parallel to each other. You know, Dean's Dean's anger towards the world and towards these things that he hunts because he doesn't really know how else to direct his feelings. And on the other hand is, is Sam's sympathy for them, for the monsters growing because he doesn't know how to deal with his own twisted insides. My favorite line from that episode is always, um,
2: I believe, and I, I mean, I'm probably not getting it completely right, but Dean saying, you know, we we hunt monsters, we kill monsters, and Sam's saying, no, we 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 hunt evil. We don't hunt monsters. Yeah. We hunt evil, which I think is a a great, a, just just like putting those in their own special place, and that's exactly what like Sam is going to evolve into being. Like he's going to kind of have sympathy for these things throughout the rest of the series, not even the rest of the season, mm-hmm. but the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the more sympathetic person, except yeah. you know when he does, when he's not
1: except for when he's going a little crazy but it's yeah. an interesting concept that i think it serves the show very well um otherwise every single episode would be uh save the people hunt the thing you know and we'll, yeah. as we find out they don't always pull it off but in theory you know every episode would be save the people hunt the thing until you find out that there are you know there's nuance to these monsters is these creatures that live in this world uh not everything is black and white and you know I, the show needed that to make the Monster of the Week episodes more interesting. And yeah. it also needed that to start fleshing out Sam's character and, and the relationships going forward. Especially when you're introducing Gordon, who's this, you know, this kind of like, violent uh, apparition of what Dean could become if he isn't careful, if he doesn't check that rage, that guilt, all that, all those, the angst that he's been feeling since John's death.
3: And he's such a great foil and great character. I mean, he's awful and it's really yeah. fun to hate him, but <laughs> right. just, he serves the plot
1: really well. Absolutely. Yeah. I I love Gordon for, for being the foil, for being what he is in the show. Uh, You know, I wouldn't really want to hang out with him, uh, but I love him as, as part of the show. And I just, he serves so well to, to like highlight exactly the path that Dean is on in this first half of the season. And it's interesting that they're exploring all of these things. They're exploring the fact that, you know, not all monsters are evil um, and not all evil things are monsters. They're exploring all these concepts while Dean is wrestling with all this rage and all this this guilt, um, up and, until and not to mention I, the
2: secret, like don't forget that. Not to
1: mention the secret, Dean is carrying around
2: this you. idea that he might have to kill Sammy for some reason, for unknown reasons. All, all, unknown all reasons. Papa John said is, "Hey, you might have to kill Sammy," which is so a it's... crazy thing for Dean <laughs> to be carrying around.
1: It's dealing with all of that, and they they kind of do a lot of the the Monster of the Week episodes around this midpoint of the season, where Dean finally then reveals a secret, not just to Sam, but to the audience, basically. If, you know, Dad said, if I couldn't save you, I'd have to kill you. And it's just kind of like uh, the dot on top of the exclamation point that has been the first half of the season, the first half of the anger and and everything else we've been talking about.
3: And what does Dean have at this point if he were to have to kill Sammy?
1: (laughs) I mean, nothing. He would, I think... I think the, the Dean that would have to kill Sammy, if he was even able to manage doing that or, or keeping himself alive after doing that, I think that he, he would be Gordon. I think that he would completely devolve into just the angry, like psychopathic hunter.
2: And, and just to jump back here, you you said earlier that you probably wouldn't want to hang out with Gordon. I would yeah. definitely hang out and drink beer with Gordon at a bar one night, and then never like give him a fake or, phone yeah. number, give him a wrong email address, and then just disappear. But like, I, I want to hear that dude's stories. Like, you know, True. that guy that you just want to get
1: involved.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, I follow people on Twitter whose opinions I totally don't agree with, but I follow them because you know, hey, that's weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's
3: a dangerous game you play, Jeremy.
2: I I, I can't help it. I, this is who I am. This is who I was born to be. That's, that's probably not true. <laughs> Continue, Chris. You were on a good point before I interrupted you with my dumb shit. Yeah, well, what the
1: hell was I talking about? So, <laughs> something about hunks, I think. 100%
2: <laughs> about hunks. So, yeah, the, they,
1: use the, they use the secret as a, as a really great turning point for the season because it goes from um, what is – it's I mean, it's not as black and white in this, but it effectively goes from the Dean side of the season to the Sam side of the season um, coming off of, of Dean's guilt. Dean dealing with John's death because we don't really see a ton of Sam dealing with John's death other than just like the, uh, you know, standard, like, I'm sad about it. Uh, we should talk about it. You know, that's all he really does. But it's it's really it's hurting Dean. So we go from that to flipping it. Once the secret has been has been revealed, that's when they, they ramp it up with the psychic stuff. Um, there's still plenty of fun episodes, still Monster of the Week stuff. But they've ramped it up with the psychic stuff and the demon stuff. And the, you know, you're going to have to kill me, Dean, or we need to figure out a way to save you, Sammy. All of these different things just piling up, piling up, leading to the two-part finale that we just covered. Uh, all hell breaks loose, where it's essentially all hell had just broken loose. Everything that the season had been building up to in its second half, especially, gets set free uh, in this old West town.
2: Joanna, I'm curious, is when you were watching through this the first time, did you... Did you have any idea how they would raise the stakes throughout season two? Like, did you see any of this coming as we led into the finale? Not at all. (laughs) You were totally taken by surprise.
3: Yeah, no, I I was just along for the ride, man. I wasn't really thinking about it that much. At this point, I was still just kind of, you know, like, hey, this is just kind of a, you know, dumb, hunky action show. So I wasn't really putting a whole heck of a lot of thought into it. And it's only with, like, the hindsight that I've been like, man, there's actually some clever stuff. And maybe I could have guessed it if I was... Thinking harder
1: yeah this is all hindsight i didn't figure any of the show out as i was watching it oh no,
2: no yeah. i was like it would just it was it took me by surprise that the show was able to yeah. raise the stakes in a kind of a logical way and it's something that the show is going to do very very well for the next um three seasons uh or maybe i guess four seasons but um and then after that it's it's they're, they're going to kind of mishandle a lot of the the stake raising mm-hmm. a bit but it's for now just it continually gets bigger and more complicated and bigger and Like, just like Chris was talking about with like, we're psychic powers. All of a sudden we see these people that have the same history as Sam with these abilities that are different from Sam's. And it's like, what the hell is going on in this world? What are, like, what's happening? I don't even, I don't even understand what could, and then to have it be revealed towards the end of the season that, oh shit it's demon blood (laughs) oh whoops
3: (laughs) and one of the things i was um really enjoying at the time was um the revelations of all these different people with these different psychic powers and the ways that they can articulate and i had a whole lot of fun with you know just you know seeing all of these people and see how different they came out and see what the different alternate Mm -hmm. sams might have been in a different setting
2: yeah, I very much want to see, and we talked about this in the last episode, but I, I very much want to see the, the spinoff series for this old West town that they have all these <laughs> demon children in. I just can't get it out of my head for some reason. It's like me thinking that I want Bloodborne 2 to be a Western game. Like, I just can't get it out of my head. I don't know why. I wish it would stop. But yeah, just seeing like a- Eva, Ava? Ava um, kill all of these crazy ass demon children over and over again. Just, it's just, it's fascinating. Like, I love that part of this lore and part of the world. It's just interesting to me.
1: Yeah, that's really fascinating. And, you know, I always knew that I liked Season 2, and we've we've been talking about it for you know a few weeks now. But looking at the arcs and looking at the themes that they're able to very, like, completely address, even if there's episodes here and there that are a little bit, you know, hit or miss, um, the fact that they're able to so strongly define those arcs and define the themes that they use within them. And like I've just been saying, they go from Dean's anger about, you know, killing all the monsters into, oh, shit, my brother might be a monster and I don't want to kill him. And I think, I I don't know if I I said it earlier, I'm pretty sure, but we end and begin the season with a Winchester sacrificing themselves for another Winchester. And I think to just tie this season together with a bow like that just makes it thematically very sound.
2: Absolutely. And and I I keep talking about raising the stakes. Towards the end of the season, we see the the bar that has become their home base. And Chris, you made this point very well, which the, the show always takes away home for the boys. Mm-hmm. just when we get used to the seeing them with their with their father, their father is taken away from them, just as we get used to them having Ellen's Bar as kind of a home base and a place to hang out, they take that away from them, and, and to the it, and we didn't really get into this a lot in the show and I, I don't know why, I think we were just kind of moving pretty quickly, but to see a character like Ash, who is would have basically in any other show been a continual reoccurring character to be their techie geek guy, to be the guy mm-hmm. that they would call up to say, you need to track the car, you need to hack into the cameras, you need to control the traffic lights. Like it would have been that dude, just dead, like died off screen. All we see of him is a, is a hand with a watch on it. And and I don't know if that was because the actor got a better job somewhere or what, and that's why <laughs> they had to do that. But man, that's a powerful thing to take that away from Sam and Dean towards the end of this and really make them feel outside of you know Bobby. Completely alone in this world. Yeah. That's that's powerful.
1: Yeah, and I know that I'm not gonna. I'm not comparing Supernatural to Breaking Bad, of course. But not. I know that that <laughs> I know that one of the the tactics used in writing for that show was to get the characters into impossible situations, and then somehow figure a way to get them out of it, and not just you know an easy solution. And I, I haven't even watched Breaking Bad, but I understand that that, that technique is what created such a compelling show. And Supernatural is, I I love it, but it's not on that level. But it does do some of that. and in you know Sometimes maybe it's a hand fist away, sometimes it's just killing Ash off screen, but they introduce this character as essentially he, he's color, he's color to the show, but he's also a plot point, or a plot device. They use Ash to figure shit out that the Winchesters would never be able to figure out on their own. You know, tracking the demon signs, all this stuff. Um, and so as soon as, in, in a way you could say as soon as he's been used up, as soon as his use um, has finished, they just they take him off the map, but in a lot of ways, it's you know, it's establishing a character that could be used as a plot device going forward. The way that they're gonna use Bobby, to be honest, but it's a character that could easily be giving the Winchester's information, making their lives easier, uh, making the show flow super smoothly. But it would also make the show a lot more boring if they had somebody like him. And I don't wish. I wish that Ash was still a prominent part of the show because I, I just think he's a great character. He's fun. He's he's fun to watch, and you know, especially him and Dean interacting is always good. Uh, but taking him off the table. You could say it's just, you know, it's a throwaway thing. In some ways it's brave to the plot, to the writers, because it, it gives them a little bit more of a challenge. They created this crutch, but then they decide they shouldn't use it anymore.
2: Absolutely. Like the I really like the idea of them not of them building these characters. And unfortunately even though this happened with Ash and um, Ellen was able to survive this this attack on the bar, um, unfortunately for the rest of the series, it's pretty much going to be their female companions that get killed over and over and over again. But <laughs> it speaks, it's something to the writer's ability where they create these characters and we like them, we love them so much, and then they take them away from us. And that's 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 a good thing. If we had six seasons of Ash, I, I would probably be like god fuck this dude already. I hate him so much. <laughs> but you know, you don't have that. And I think that's like you said, it's a brave choice by the writers, especially as early as season 2 where they're probably still working out the mechanics of the show. They're still trying to figure out how these character how these characters are going to behave around one another. That's it's it's really it's, I can't think of a better word than brave, I guess. I'm stumbling on my words <laughs> trying to figure out one.
3: So um how much do you think that the um shipping community being so focused on um uh pairs of male characters is um a result of the fact that they um are the characters that endure the ones that don't just get um killed off so quickly
1: well i know that i mean that that seems like the most important characters always tend to be male in the show i believe that that has shifted in some of the later seasons i haven't i'm two seasons behind so i don't know uh all i do know is as of of like season 11 not really reading i remember reading about season three i didn't understand when i first watched it why it was so short so i I was looking it up and they introduced two female characters two important female characters who one of them stays around a little bit longer i just punched my mic excuse me one of them stays around a little bit longer than the other one um but they were intended to be important characters and Jeremy we had talked about this a little bit about basically the writers strike cutting their roles short you know that's just the way that it that it panned out um i had also read at the time that female or the female viewers did not like these female characters for whatever reasons um again this is from 2007 i don't i don't really know or 2008 whatever it was i don't know if that played a factor into it but it seems like it's been it's been a complicated road for female characters in this show.
2: <laughs> it's, it's an interesting question, right, of, you know, does the – which which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it because there were no female characters around that, you know, you don't get um, – like right now in the Overwatch shipping community, there's all of these, um, you know, young lesbian women that are just completely in love with Symmetra and all of these other characters because these, these strong female characters. And they're actually written in canon to be lesbians and to be in love with, you know, one another versus this show which is predominantly male across the board and still has the same the same kind of level maybe a different kind of level but still still like a high level of this shipping and this like ability for these people to look at these two disparate characters and put them together and want them to be together it's like Which which one of those came first? Is it because there weren't any f- strong female characters on the show, or is it because that they died, or is it just because it was so focused and the writers from the very beginning wanted to keep the focus on Sam and Dean, even when they were pulling in John Winchester, even when they were pulling in Ellen, even when they were pulling in Ash or Bobby? It's always, always, always about Sam and Dean, their relationship with one another, and how they're going to get out of these crazy, weird situations with all these cosmic forces around them. I, I really I, I don't know the answer to that. I, I'd be kind of curious to talk to people in the shipping community, as scary as that might sound, to to find out like what what, what, what why, <laughs> like what what is it, <laughs> right? Like what why do you guys like want to do this? Like why 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 look at these characters and want them to be together? So I I, I don't know. What do you think, Joanna, to answer your own question? Uh,
3: I, you know, I'm not there. I'm not normally shipping that sort of stuff. But yeah, I if i had to guess that's probably part of it is that because uh especially sam and dean are such fully realized um characters that have so much dimension um they provide a good solid base for wanting to put more um emotions onto them and so once you have those two where do you go next and because of the disposability of the female cast um it doesn't surprised me that um, shipping with Castiel or shipping with Crowley later on are so um, you know, just where everything goes because those are the characters that stuck around and probably because they stuck around are better developed. And ultimately both, both of the Winchester boys are like really well developed emotionally. They're not necessarily 100% like stable and mature emotionally, but you know, you get a lot of you get so much out of both of them in so many directions.
2: They may not be mature emotions, but there sure are a lot of them, right? <laughs> There's just right? a lot of emotions in there.
3: <laughs> if I had to guess, that's probably a big part of uh, why this show stood out in that sort of way. Besides the hunkiness.
2: Besides yeah. the hunkiness, yeah. Um, what are your thoughts overall on on season two? As you, because you're rewatching it along with the show, what what, what did you think? Like, what, what did you take away from this stuff? Like, did you? were you like us? Cause I remember talking about the end of season two and just wanting to go immediately into season three and start watching it. In fact, that's exactly what I did. I started right? watching. Yeah. So, so were you <laughs> as, as much into it as, as that, or what, how did you feel?
3: Yeah, no, I'm totally digging it. Right. Um. One of, uh, even the very first time we watched it, one of um our favorite quotes is coming from the end of uh, season two, uh, the yellow eyed demon talking about Sammy being back in rotation. It's just one that like <laughs> Grant and I have been like, Quoting back and forth at each other like ever since, even after we like kind of you know phased out of interested weren't really watching it so much, but um the the season is like legitimately really strong I totally totally dig it um and Chris is very right about the um themes that are being explored being like, explored really well um and at least a bit of it that's compelling to me that we haven't really touched upon. Um, and this is true in a lot of supernatural. But I feel like um, the season has a couple of different ways that it articulates. Is uh, I find the notion of like having your body or free will hijacked to being like really, 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 really horrifying. Like it to me is like up there is like one of the like scariest things I can think of. Um, and both between the way that the demons like hijack these people who can then. You know, maintain an ability to see what's happening and yeah. see what the their bodies are doing is horrible. And seeing, um, oh gosh, the way uh, the psychic uh, force persuasion guy was doing stuff to people is just another way that that like totally creeps me out. Um, and while it is creepy and like gets at me a little bit, it um, does make it you know more interesting in that weird way
2: yeah because what you're the things that scare us the most are the things that we're fascinated the most with like we want to learn more about them even as they scare us and you know all of those things like the somebody or something taking control of your body and you being trapped in inside your head and not being able to control what you're doing is i think terrifying for a lot of people i I think we talked about it as it was happening in season one of just um meg when she when they finally yeah. exercise the demon and you see her and she's just like broken human being and trying to help Sam and Dean before she dies because she was there for all of it or most of it. That's terrifying. Like that's a that's a yeah. horrifying thing to do to somebody. And it's man, I mm,
1: mm. the one thing that I uh well not one thing, but a thing that I think the supernatural is a little bit weak on is is bearing the weight of those horrors. Like they introduce horror, but I feel like they oftentimes back up from it just a little bit just to make it so that it can be on the CW. I don't know if that, you know, really plays a factor in it. Um, yeah. But they, they will brush aside like the true horror of a situation. It's kind of left on the viewer to really think on it. And I think a lot of times it does get brushed over. I know that we've brushed over it probably plenty while recording this podcast, but you know, the absence of free will, especially since I, I feel like that's a very, uh, very strong theme throughout all of Supernatural's free will. Or I should say, you know, the, the, having free will taken from you not the absence of it that's it's strong and and i think that they they don't lean into the horror of that uh as yeah. much as they probably could
2: excellent well let's wrap up our thoughts on season two um or okay. or do you think that was everybody's wrap-up thoughts right there do you think we need to do you have I more think to we're say? Close.
1: I think, yeah we're pretty close I think to it close. yeah <laughs> i think that I just, yeah now that we're finished seeing how strong it is thematically seeing how well the i see that you know two arcs of, of the season i think they work really well together as i've said a million times on this episode um and i think that that above all else not just any standout episodes although there are a few standout episodes i think that it's it's the themes and the arcs that make season two such a cohesive such a strong season i can see that yeah
2: i
3: completely agree with you um i i really really like this season um i I don't know how many people are listening to this podcast and are, like, just listening to it for the hosts and not really watching the episodes. But seriously, uh, it's totally worth watching through, at the very least, these first two seasons, maybe skipping episode two of season one to, like, help transition you into some good stuff. But, like, this is totally – it's quality TV. You You should check it out.
2: The, the thing that fascinates me about, the most about season two that I wasn't expecting is that there's hardly any filler episodes. And when there are technically quote unquote filler episodes, they're extraordinarily well done. There's only, there's only a couple of episodes in here that I would consider kind of not worth watching. And I, actually there's probably only one episode that I would consider not worth watching. And it's even that I would say like, you should probably watch this. Like this is a really good episode. Even that, um, I, it's just fascinating how how well they're coming right out of the gate. Like they're they just come out of the gate so strong. Chris, I think you mentioned this at the end of last week's episode uh, of the podcast and said it feels like they finished season 1 and then season 2 they were like, "Oh, this is a success." So now here's here's more money, here's more time, here's more resources, go after it. And they fucking did. Like they didn't even yeah. rest on their laurels at all. They just went the fuck after it. And that's just so good to me. Like that's that's great.
1: It is fuck yeah that's
2: <laughs> <laughs> well that's probably going to wrap us on season two roundup stuff uh joanna before before we let you go do you have any things you want to talk about just supernatural in general and uh we can put a little bit of a spoiler warning in here maybe not maybe not get too far into the seasons but if you want to if you want to talk a little bit about your overall feelings on supernatural we'll give you that opportunity
3: uh mostly right now i'm just hyped to be back in it and i am very much so looking forward to uh getting to about the end of season five is that what people are saying is probably where you should stop and then just plunging straight off that cliff into the beyond
2: the <laughs> absolutely <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> there's some uh there's some interesting things that i'm looking forward to getting into after season five but the the climax of season five the in the last episode of season five is some of the Man, I just can't wait to get into it. It's gonna be like a four-hour season finale episode yeah. of this podcast. It's gonna be ridiculous. So, get
1: this. spoilers: the season finale of season five is probably my favorite episode of Supernatural.
2: It's it's up there if for for being a non-jokey, non-meta, um, straight like actual lore-filled like plot episode. It's 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 man, I didn't think about that. It's maybe my favorite episode. It's good mm.
0: shit. It's good, good shit.
1: shit. Anyway, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. We got a couple yeah. more months before we hit that. Um, uh, yeah, we do. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit. It's gonna, it's gonna go be a well, little. 2018. While. Here we come.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, Joanna, thank you so much for guesting with us. We really appreciate it. You've been a, a big fan and big supporter of the show, and we we really appreciate that. And uh, I'm glad you were able to come onto the show and chat with us today.
3: Yeah. Again, thank you for inviting me. I had a awful lot of fun. Excellent. So did we.
2: Where can people find you on the internet?
3: Uh, you can find me at. On Twitter at wrench underscore witch. Um, I'm also on DuckFeed Slack if you participate in that under the same screen name. Um, That's probably the most of the places you could find me. Feel free to reach out. I'd be happy to talk to you about whatever.
2: Absolutely. And if you like uh, Joanna and me, um, she guested on my other podcast, Don't Give Up Skeleton, um, the episode of which I do not remember the number to, but will definitely be in the show notes. Something like 40 (laughs) something, maybe 48. I don't, I don't
3: remember the number, but you can definitely come check it out and listen to me be a total braggart because I am a jerk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was episode forty-six. I was able to figure that out while you were bragging about being a braggart. So <laughs> good moves. <laughs> thank Got you again. Back. Thank you again for guesting. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you later and on the Twitter. Yep. Okay. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye thank you everybody for staying around for the end of this episode we want to say thank you to joanna once again for guesting and being our first guest spotlight that was a lot of fun yeah thanks for coming on had had a lot of fun with that Um, we are now going into our listener responses. Thank you everybody who wrote in or messaged us, or, um, I guess I should actually look at the Twitter account to see if we got responses. I haven't done that. (laughs) That's probably a good thing to do, right? You
1: know, I agree. And I also, and I also did not do it.
2: (laughs) We are organized, absolutely organized on this podcast. A
1: minute ago, you just said, Hey, are you ready? And I said, yeah, so confidently.
2: Yeah. And it just didn't end up being, yeah. Um. Oh, I did get the, I, I did get all of the responses okay. on Twitter, so I, I think See, we're, I think we're
1: okay. Look at you! You're so prepared. Yeah, it's like you've I'm pod-casted so prepared. Before.
2: It's, it's like I've actually done a feedback
1: episode. Dude's literally got before. thousands of podcasts under his belt at this point.
2: If you go to iTunes and type in the name Jeremy Greer, it's going to crash fucking iTunes because <laughs> it's trying to return so you, many results. You have at the same to limit time. it. You have you can't just and type that in. It, and not just your computer, iTunes. It's going to crash iTunes nationwide. Like, it's going to, it takes down the servers. They're takes great. Down They'll get everything. it
1: back up very quickly, but please don't do it They're because super... if too many people do it at once. You're looking at some trouble. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And it's going to take down iTunes in your country because they've got their servers pretty segmented. So, yep. you know, just keep that in mind. Anyway, our first question is from our, our friend, David, uh, who has written in before um actually let me rephrase that he has written this in for season one and said am i too late and david i'm sorry you were too late my bad uh but he wrote in via email for the first season uh in case first of all the podcast is super good and I have to thank you for getting me to start rewatching the show together with it. It's probably like the third time I started watching the show again. And every time I am a bit surprised at how earnest and pleasant it is. There's something unique about a show like this, which is basically about two characters interacting with each, with each other for a fuck ton of episodes. I would even argue that it taps into the uniqueness of the medium of episodic television in a way that most quote serious shows of the recent quote TV golden age don't really do to close this as a question for all of you a crossroad demon approached you here's the deal he can turn you as hunky as sam but the catch is that you have to live forever with his haircuts do you accept <laughs> I, and he goes on to say i actually think crossroad demons didn't work that way in the show but it's late and i'm tired carry on my wayward podcast host
1: oh, do we get to be called so podcast host now
2: <laughs> yes we absolutely i'm gonna go change my twitter handle right now uh I guess to sum up the question, we can be as hunky as Sam, but mm-hmm. we have to have his haircuts. Chris, yay or nay? Yeah. Actually, wait, you're already you already have, you already yeah. have Sam's haircut. I this is a have... no brainer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> this is a level up for you. I'm just yeah. I'm now I'm just a hunky and have this stupid haircut. <laughs> so it's a win win.
2: Hell yeah! If <As Yes>. somebody, <laughs> um none of you, none of you have seen me in real life. I'm sure. Uh, and then somebody who is fucking ripped. Like you do not believe like I stay on my grind. I am just, I've got muscles on muscles on muscles. Absolutely. You want to go to a gun show? You can't see me, but I'm pointing at my arm right now. Uh, I I would I would totally do this because I I've had curly hair for my entire life, which is just doesn't do anything, and uh, I, I I want some I want some locks for a little while. Sure. Like I want to see some some beautiful flowing locks that I can I can make go down to like shoulder length instead of just turning into a white man afro. Oh yeah. So,
1: see the, the one problem with that is you know how like women sometimes like they'll be like hey eyes up here because you know yeah. the, the, the I got to do the same thing. I'm like hey my eyes are down here. Quit looking at my hair. <laughs> I'm at a your person, hair so much. not just a fabulous haircut. Okay. <laughs>
2: See, I'm. I have to do the thing. Like, hey, my eyes are to the right because I'm usually standing to the right of you, and every all the women are just looking straight at you instead of looking at me as hunky and as 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 full of biceps as I am. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh <God. laughs> That's the way you say that, right?
1: Those biceps like rolling hills. <laughs> just, <laughs> just full. I've
2: got a grocery bag full of biceps, to the evergreen. <laughs> our biceps, evergreen biceps (laughs) this has gone (laughs) in a crazy direction yeah let's uh thank you david for that for that email god i'm hoping i'm saying your name right if i'm not please send something back and correct me i I
1: love the way that he called the, the show earnest and pleasant because i think that that is incredibly uh accurate it is a very earnest show and i think that's what turns a lot of people off to it because sometimes earnestness can come off as a little bit cheesy I think that they do it yeah. very well, but I it, it makes me feel good to watch the show, and I'm glad that he it's, feels the same. It's
2: way. hardly it's hardly ever subtle, and I think that that works for me in a lot of ways. I, I like shows that are subtle, but it's hardly ever that, which I think is kind of cool.
1: Mm-hmm. We move on to the Why next. Let's take the next question? one. Okay, this is from somebody named Autumn Adam, whoever that is. <laughs> who um, who that? <laughs> they're probably cooler than you. That's all I know, Jeremy. <laughs> so Autumn says, probably some Star Wars geek, right? Wow. Uh, what do you guys think Sam and Dean's personal email addresses are?
0: <laughs> okay. Fuck. What? <laughs>
1: okay, Jeremy, do you have any ideas?
2: Um, I, I like this question a lot. Uh, I, I, Dean has got to be like something super dumb, like a picture. So we all have dumb email addresses, right? Like I picture Sam's email; it's something that he did when he was uh, like 13 years old. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I feel like Dean didn't get email until he was 21 or 22, right? It's so I don't be think he's like gonna have
1: Impala 67 or like Ex- exactly some, like, like... ACTC rule, some stupid thing.
2: Like yeah, that. Led Zepp with the Roman numeral four at Hotmail.com. Yeah. Like he's probably a Hotmail guy, right? I feel like Dean is a there's, Hotmail guy. There is a
1: zero point zero chance that he is not.
2: A hotmail guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely a hotmail yeah. guy, and not and and we're and we're all referring to the Microsoft service Hotmail m a i l, and not just like some random yeah. Hotmail m a l e dot com, which I'm, probably exists out there, but we don't know about.
1: He, uh, um, <laughs> and that's where it's just full of like porn spam. Absolutely,
2: like it's all like busty Asian beauties. Where have you gone, Dean? Please sign up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sam's uh... Sam's is uh, a
1: whole new level of freak at gmail. no sam's is fucking Uh, s winchester at gmail.com because he's a boring (laughs) piece of shit
2: he's he's a boring piece of shit but that's his current email address i guarantee you he's like hobbit lover 73 or hobbit lover like wait when was sam born like hobbit lover 82 no it's not even
1: not even something like fun like hobbit lover it's like like ranger aragorn at <laughs> like he just like really wants to fill those shoes he really
2: wants to he really wants to be a ranger he, he, takes he it wants to be a hunter seriously. but only in uh i was about to say uh lord Ram, but that's not where <laughs> that's not where the lord <laughs> of the rings is
1: where um sam of at, gmail.com, at angel exactly. fire <laughs>
2: At Angel – oh, man, he know he had a website at one point, right? Yeah. He did a, he's did a little animated GIF spinning in the top corners. Samuel
1: of Gondor.
2: Samuel of Gondor at angelfire.com. Oh,
1: oh my God. He's, I mean, I don't know if it ever comes up, but he's got to be a huge Lord of the Rings geek. Oh, I, I, it has to have come up at some point, right? It's – I mean, I, if, even though Dean's the one who likes movies, I mean, Sam, Sam is the embodiment Young Sam especially. Like, I know he grows up into a hunk, but when you think about Sam Winchester as a character, if you're just reading about him in a book with no visual form. He's a fucking geek, and he loves Lord of the Rings. <laughs> we actually
2: had a response uh, to that question. Oh, here we go. My buddy Eric Plaisance on Twitter, who is at EB p l a i s said uh he doesn't know what either one of them's email addresses are, but Dean's password for sure is all lowercase hunter and the number two
1: <laughs> that's that feels right
2: yeah that's, that feels pretty good, thank you Eric, for that one, and thank you uh what was the original question or I've already forgot somebody
1: name. uh spring or no autumn
2: autumn yeah okay, like the season <clears throat> thank you autumn for that for that question. Uh, the next one is really hard yeah that one got you i i get because i forget that you haven't read this like i've been compiling this for like the last week or so but you haven't actually looked at this until just now so this is good uh our next question is from dark jay at playful wolf on twitter just wanted to say how much i've enjoyed the second season of the pod covering the second season of the show i know it's not super helpful in terms of feedbacks and certainly isn't a question but you guys are absolutely one of the highlights of my week all the best for the future, Thank that's you like,
1: Dark J. That's like the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my entire
2: life. Let me let me tell you about it, it is it is the second sweetest thing that I've heard today. And I and I'm not, that's not an insult to Dark J, but uh, Chris, I had a 56-year-old woman write into the don't give up skeleton email address and tell tell me how much she loves the show. What? And how yes, <laughs> Grandma of Dark Souls. What?
1: How does she even know about video games? <laughs>
2: Has just gotten her grand her 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 husband granddad Dark Souls playing the game so they can co op together. That's
1: the most beautiful uh, thing
2: I've ever heard. Chris, <laughs> it, you should you should read this email. I asked her to be on the show, and I swear to God, she like gushed over it. She's like, "I can't believe you're asking me this." And I was like, "What are you, Teresa? What are you talking about?" Of course, <laughs> I asked you this.
0: <laughs>
2: That's amazing. I, it's it's it was a beautiful thing. I I just I can't but but dark j absolutely second place yeah, number like you two. just you just it was just a bad day <laughs> <laughs> you just picked the wrong day like that just
1: makes <laughs> me think like there's like there's still good in the world like oh what 100% oh
2: man 100% I mean, she even says, I'm terrible, of course, but happy terrible. Right now I'm stuck on Sister Freightbost. I play all of my first playthroughs solo and only summon NPCs. That's right. <laughs> Grandma Dark Souls is more hardcore than I am on my first playthroughs. Not ashamed to admit it. This Not ashamed to. This isn't a Dark Souls
1: podcast, but it took me like three playthroughs to figure out how to summon anything. So, um, you know, it's a brag yeah. and also a personal insult because I'm too stupid.
2: Cannot, cannot wait for that episode to go out like don't give up skeleton.com it'll probably be out like a june or july like cannot wait for for that to happen so i'm touched just thinking about it Whew. so let's Seems
1: get back to supernatural stuff. and dylan from the horrible podcast shout out yes he says hello boys as a big fan of all things horror and fairy tale lore i originally stumbled across supernatural while while going down a rabbit hole of research on Wendigos. as as you do i and noticed do. i noticed that i mean i'm i'm that same person i noticed that there was an early episode about the cannibal spirits and thought isn't that the cw show with those dream boats who what monsters okay <laughs> dream boats just entered the vernacular thank you very much yep
2: we've got a new podcast word <laughs> <laughs>
1: I could get into that Uh, quote. As it turns out, Wendigo is a pretty terrible episode of what turned out to be a, a new guilty pleasure. And you're very right on that, which brings me, brings me to my question. I'd argue that horror isn't always the show's best, best aspect. Vancouver budgets get in the way, but as far as horror goes, which supernatural episodes or monsters stand out to you? to you all as actually frightening and effective for my money dead in the water is strangely spooky and the siren from season four has some great makeup effects what about y'all keep on hunking in the free world god another great thing. keep on hunking in the free world first of all thank you uh for
2: thank you on. thank you dylan second uh, of all everybody um, everybody go check out the horrible podcast it's dylan and three of his friends shout out. talking talking about horror movies and it is great good stuff there
1: thank you so much for uh the term dreamboat of course i've known the term dreamboat but associating it with supernatural i would never gone that first far time before first time <laughs> uh this is a good question
2: i and this is my own personal failing i don't remember specifically a lot of individual episodes like i remember things that happened in the show but i'm having a hard time so i'm only going to pull from season one and two and i think the scariest that the show has been is croatoan uh seeing this virus, this demonic virus, take over the townspeople, turn them into kind of crazy weirdos that just were kinda of wanted to kill do nothing but kill Sam and Dean and whoever hadn't been infected. Uh, and then at the end of the episode completely disappear without a trace. Yeah. I think that's that was super frightening and super weird. And I I, I thought that was like and, and he's right, Dead in the Water is also a good one. They The thing about Dead in the Water, though, is we'll always go back to it. They forgot to hunt the thing. They didn't hunt the thing. thing. So that leaves it a little bit creepier than most. But uh, those are probably my my two.
1: Um, I know my my favorite monster is, or my spookiest whatever, is in season four. And it's a, I don't want to reveal what it is. We're not there yet uh it's just a one-off episode where the boys are uh in a house these this new family has just purchased this new house and uh sam and dean are like oh shit we need to hunt the thing before these people move into this house and things get complicated and i don't know how if i would how i'll feel about it when we get to it now i might look at it and say "Ah, that wasn't that good um but my previous times watching it i always really really liked you know the turn of this episode and, and the things it was able to do it always just creeped me out it gave me a really creepy feeling yeah, and I'm, I'm not one of these people who's afraid of clowns. That's not like a fear of mine. You know, I love the movie It, but whatever. Um, but just the way that they use the clowns, and it's not necessarily super effective until we, we, don't, when we find out what it really is, and it's like, oh, okay. But the imagery of just the, you know, the cloud standing, the, clou- the clown standing on the side of the road waving, um, it's very reminiscent of It in that regard. But I think visually it's really good. Toan is another good one, like you said. Um, there's, there's probably more, but that's what I'm going to stick with for now.
0: Cool.
2: Thank you again, Dylan, for writing it in. Yes, thank you. I'll pick it up from Daniel via our contact form, and that's monsteroftheweek.cool slash contact if you want to write in. Uh, Daniel says it's me again this time for season two feedback I love this podcast wait I said that already (laughs) I like following on a weekly basis rewatching the episodes together with y'all tall tales and heart are probably my two favorite episodes of the second season how did each of you get into the show I watched a few episodes back when it aired but I was just starting high school at the time oh god I'm so old you're an old man Jeremy (laughs) and for reasons I don't really remember I stopped watching and forgot about it you you, because you were fucking in high school man like you don't remember shit in high school (laughs) Then when season 10 was airing, I heard on another podcast that Supernatural was still going strong, so I thought I would check it out. Ended up binge-watching all 10 seasons on Netflix in about a month. Damn boy. Wow. That's a lot of Supernatural in one time. Um we we talked about this like way back when in the first episode of the podcast, but uh I was uh I had just bought my first house. Uh I'd been married for about a year or two and uh as you know, with married life you, you become very boring, so you start looking for TV to sub in, you know, <laughs> intimacy and relationships into your life. Uh I'm kidding, love you, Autumn. Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it was a horror show, right? Like I, I, I love horror shows, and I saw this preview on something. And was like, man, this they're gonna do all of the urban legends in America? Like that seems fucking cool. Like and I, I remember the preview showing stuff scattered throughout the season, so like Wendigos and all this other scarecrows and all this kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, Well shit, I'll I'll get into that and uh I was hooked from the from, I think from the very first episode and for a long time this was a like it came out I think on Wednesdays to begin with and it was uh I would DVR it or download it illegally or whatever, and like on so Thursday nights it'd be like, okay, it's time to watch Supernatural. <laughs> like it's seven o'clock, it's Supernatural time. Let's get into it. Turn off the lights and have a good time. What about you, Chris?
1: Yeah, for me, um, it came around uh, with my the end of my high school career, where my friend Steve was trying to get me into it. You know, he had started watching it randomly, and you know we were in we're into video games and horror and all that kind of thing. So it seemed like it was right up our alley. Um, but it, it didn't stick with me at first, and it wasn't until I went off to college. And I was kind of separated from the rest of my friends for the first time. And watching Supernatural became a way that uh, that Steve and I, you know, basically stayed in touch. We would just, whenever I'd come home, we'd, we'd hang out, we'd watch Supernatural. And that's how we ended up getting through um, the first season. And then it, like I've said before, it took me until the end of the first season to really get hooked. And, and from then on, I think the relationships that were projected in that were, in my case, like being a lonely 18, 19-year-old, I attached to those, especially with, you know, I felt like I was drifting from my friends and like these strong um familial bonds and strong you know bonds between two men, you know, Wow, okay, this is drifting into interesting territory. Uh, but I really latched onto I really latched onto the Monster of the Week formula, and like,
2: how did that make you feel about your mother, Chris?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I got into it just basically because it was a comforting cycle that the show it goes through you know every episode seems to have a resolution. there was this overarching thing building up underneath and it just it, you know i got hooked
2: good deal why don't you get us to our our next question
1: uh let me see here I want
2: to make sure i don't Which miss anything so as a question it's just it's just a prompt
1: okay so this is uh wait <laughs> is this the tumblr thing
2: <laughs> yeah it is okay
1: so john via twitter uh at X, Johnny, Jackpot, X. Okay, he, he just says, Disgust. And this is a picture from Supernatural, or a drawing somebody made. And it says, uh, My aunt and my sister are watching Supernatural, and I, my aunt just went, Why don't they put salt in a hula hoop and just hula pass all the demons? Well, why don't they? <laughs> and there's a drawing that just says, The road's so far. And Steve's saying, Come on, Sammy. And they're both hula hooping. Apparently, rings of salt around them. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> There's a lot of things that these boys could do to keep themselves safe that they just don't. You know, why have why have we never seen these hunks? These hunks. These dream boats showing up to a demon party just dripping in holy water why is that never just happen? i mean
2: just like like not even dripping chris i want to i want to see him i want holy water just like they strip I mean, down just... to
1: their t-shirts and they're just like what's up and they're just you know <laughs> come on why have we not had that yet give it to the fans what do you think oh we're not gonna be able to take them seriously that way we barely can anyway with sam's haircut yeah come i
2: can I barely yeah i can barely take this show seriously as it is um even when i'm trying my best to take it seriously I, i'm trying to think of a reason that this wouldn't work and uh i, I hope somebody out there knows physics right <laughs> have you are you a physics guy chris are you a math what, what guy do you fucking at all?
1: Think? i was an english major in college you're, you're an english major
2: yeah okay so, so probably not then <laughs> uh i haven't taken physics and i skipped college I, I took physics in high school so that was in um 1972 <laughs> uh <laughs> But as you're as you're spinning that hula hoop that's filled with salt, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Unless you pack it full of salt, which I think would make the hula hoop too heavy to hula. Uh, there has to be like that salt has to be moving around. True, it's not a complete salt line. It, it's not a complete salt line. It's not a solid line. Unless, what so, if you
1: salt the outside of it like a pretzel?
2: What if you salted <laughs> the outside of it like a pretzel? <laughs> Why don't they just hula hoop pretzels?
1: <laughs> Does cooked salt matter?
2: I don't uh, know. <laughs> we're getting we're getting down in the weeds. I mean well weeds, apparently
1: so. not because fucking Ruby is eating French fries out the wazoo. No, cut that out.
2: <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> That's a joke from two weeks ago. Whew. Uh yeah, I, this I, I love. I love stuff like this that pokes holes in the uh, the canon of the series and all of the mechanics. Like, why don't the boys always have uh, like at some point they they start getting weapons that can combat these weird cosmic creatures that they're going to come in town. Attack two, and the first thing that always happens is like they, they it just gets like someone will just knock the special knife out of their hands. Yeah, come well, on. I mean. But just yeah. get a little elastic, dog.
1: Yeah. <laughs> get a little <laughs> glue that shit to your hand if you have to. This is our, life or death. <laughs>
2: su- super glue it to your hand, or just have like a little wrist strap and attach it to the bottom of the knife so you can just like fucking Spider-Man that shit back to your hand. Like that's easy.
1: This is like it's so. It's so crucial that you don't drop
2: that shit it's so crucial that you don't drop that shit thank you uh john for, yes, for sending you. that in we, we really appreciate it and you can always always hit us up just like he did on Cast, if you want to send us fun tumblr fan art and make us discuss it which we <laughs> totally will because what else are we doing with our lives yeah. right That's, mm-hmm. uh our next question or actually our next two questions are from sneasel aka at artemis5001 on twitter uh Sneasel is a in real life friend from uh one of my friends uh, one of my podcast buddies fader van odin uh and we, she's been a huge fan of the show and she always talks to us on twitter so thank you very much thank you. um she says questions for the feedback episode seeing as i missed the last one for jeremy fave episode from season one and two for chris fave sam hairstyle from season one <laughs> and two Fuck. i know this is these are two okay. tough questions okay well, do you go from, first uh, Mine's easy. Hollywood Babylon is my favorite episode. There you go. Uh, Seeing seeing Dean just live his one true life, his one true self as a a Hollywood PA, (laughs) as a movie, as a production assistant on the set of a B movie, of a B horror movie, is just so good to me. Like, I, I love it when Dean finds these little roles for himself and just completely owns it. His... Throughout the episode, and I talked about this during went with, during the podcast episode where we'll we covered it, but he transitions from a guy who's like, what's a PA into having the microphone on yeah. his hip with <laughs> <Yeah>. the earpiece, <laughs> having the fanny pack, which, you know, J- Dean Winchester would have never won a fanny pack oh, outside no. of this oh, environment. No. Like, he wouldn't be making he's fun watching, He's watching dailies. He's <laughs> making friends with the sound guy. Like this, It's just a brilliant transition to this guy, and I, I love it to
1: so my favorite Sam hair. See, this I'm now – I've privately been obsessed with Sam Winchester's hair for many years, and now it's just a public known fact about me. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what episode he had the best hair in, and, you know, I'm a fan of, of late season Sam Winchester hair. When it gets a little long, when it gets a little wild. You know, a lot of the ladies, they don't appreciate that hair, but I do, Sam. I do, Jared. Don't you worry about it. I appreciate your beautiful long locks. So for these two seasons, honestly, <laughs> I got to go – with, uh with heart, heart. He's got some pretty good good hair going on because he's gonna be fucking, and they need him to be looking good.
2: Yeah, that's true. That's true. You got if, if you're gonna be fucking, you need that hair to look good. Do I talk about that's... fucking
1: too much on this podcast? No, I don't,
2: I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, my dad told me that when I turned 13. If you're gonna be fucking, you got to make that hair look good. So, unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, all I had was a little white boy afro, oh. so it never none of that never happened. Anyway, let's uh let's move on to the next question.
1: Okay. Is this okay? Is this uh, this is another uh email uh from friend of the show Autumn Greer?
2: Friend of the show Autumn Greer. Friend of the show.
1: <clears throat> okay, uh, so fuck Mary Hunt, Jin, trickster, werewolf.
2: Yeah, and we and we've got some responses to this from from people in the Duck Feed Slack that we're going to read in a bit. But I, I want to hear your opinion on this. Okay, fuck, this man. one's going to be a little weird, man, because like. Oh, man, I don't know. I mean, obviously we know Sam's choice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we know at least one of these choices. We know what he's going to do. Where, where are you at on this?
1: Okay, okay. Uh, I was gonna. Uh, my first thought was marry the Jin because it's going to give you whatever, but then you'll die in like fifteen minutes. So it's not a big deal.
0: Mm-hmm, uh,
1: so mm-hmm. kill the Jin, hunt the Jin. We don't. I don't need that thing around. Fucking everything up. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna fuck the werewolf. <laughs> You going to get. Fucked. As, oh man! Because how are we? How are it's it's we a means it so, I, to I, I an guess. end. It's a means to an end because then you married the trickster, and once you're in with the trickster, the trickster's hooking you up with everything you could ever want.
2: Absolutely, free candy. Yeah. Free fantasy girls. Yeah. Free free chainsaw serial killers. Yeah. Like I, I, I guess I guess I should back up for a minute. I 100% agree with this assessment. Mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. agree because. I mean, nobody wants the blue, the guy with the blue eyed guy with the weird tattoos, like all sucking your fucking like dream blood or whatever he's doing. to to Leave my dream blood alone. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. Hunt the gen, kill the gen, whatever you got to do. But the trickster, Mm -hmm. and I think any trickster that is like the character that we met is is a delight. You have to marry that dude. He's great.
1: You know, oh, you forgot to pre-order, you know, the new collector's edition of your favorite video game. Don't even sweat it. Trickster's going to give it to you. Boom. Right there. You have everything
2: you ever I, want. I, I liked it. I'll read Uh, our buddy Eric, who is at Z Chocobo on Twitter. Shout out um, to he says, Shout out to the Chocobos. He says, uh, I have to hunt the werewolf. They don't have self-control. I would rather keep my heart, thanks. <laughs> now, Trickster is a tough one. Sticking to what we know about him in season two, he's worth a merry. He'd be really fun. And I'd have to fuck the gin. Which... <laughs> Eric, I really hope that I don't know what your relationship status is, but please put it in your will that that's going to be on your tombstone one day. Like I I have have to 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 fuck the gin.
1: There's female gin, you know. You good? Sure,
2: yeah. Not Um, that that,
1: you know, whatever.
2: Let let him (laughs) take me away to paradise, baby. I mean, my blood's getting drained and eaten while I slowly die, but
1: eh, who cares? (laughs) (laughs) Your dream, whatever you call this, your dream. dream.
2: (laughs) Uh, and our my buddy and. I always mess up her name. I think it's Mai, my e maybe? I, and, I've, and we've actually had extended conversations about how to pronounce her name Not in Slack, and I'm, I'm so sorry. She's she's so great. She's awesome. She's a wonderful person. But I forgot how to pronounce her name, so I'm sorry, Mai. uh, She said that uh, we got the order right, so she'd go... Uh fuck the djinn, marry the werewolf, and hunt the trickster. I wish wow. we got more detail out of that. Wow. Maybe go ahead and send in some more feedback and I we'll, need to, we'll, yeah. we'll loop back at this end of the season three. i I'm curious about your details. Marry the
0: uh,
1: werewolf, huh? Yeah, seriously. I mean maybe we're talking, you know, less how to control supernatural werewolf and talking more, you know, the hunk variety that you've seen uh in famous works such as Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you're next, right? Or am I next?
1: Uh Linnell via contact. Am I saying that right? I hope so. We- oh yeah, yeah. We don't prepare mm-hmm. for these things. Okay. Dear we podcaster. Not, yeah. <laughs> looking <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fuck you, Jeremy. We we got this feedback. We have to read it on the show if we got feedback.
1: Dear podcaster. <laughs> Looking to promote your podcast and gain more listeners? (laughs) We're offering full page ads for $200 and a quarter page ads for $100 in the next issue of Podster Magazine. There's a podcast magazine called Podster Magazine. There's a podcast. Who knew? Dear Podcaster, if I didn't know you, I would want to hunt you.
2: Since launching Podster in 2017, we've had more You're than 12,000 proven. podcast listeners sign up for a free description to uh, Podster, and we also send it to the 125,000 readers of our sister publication, Shelf Unbound, which has to be like a Fifty Shades of Grey sequel a book review magazine. Yeah, yeah, we we got some spam in the account. I thought it'd be funny to make so Chris to their 12,000
1: read it, so. listeners. I I hate to break it to you, but we do better than that. All right, all right, Linnell,
2: <laughs> Linnell, why
1: don't you dial it the fuck back?
2: i thought that was really funny i was
1: so, i was like oh i don't want to pronounce this person's name wrong <laughs>
2: Linnell, Linnell. <Corman>. yeah bitch <laughs> for, i probably well i mean she's sending like unsolicited spam to us i'm gonna read her last name on the podcast hey hey Linnell, i tell you what if you listen to this and you hear this you know what i'll spend i'll spend a hundred dollars for your magazine Fuck honestly Linnell, let's do it i'm sorry i called you and bitch if you
0: send me the heat of the moment <laughs>
2: If you send me an email and tell me that you heard our ad read for your for your dumbass magazine, I will I will pay for an ad in your magazine, I promise. Honestly, that's, that's I was a talking gar- a lot of
1: shit, thinking that you weren't really a, a real person. I thought you were just a spam, a spam Bot, but you know I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right. Our next
2: response is from uh Centinot Plus on Twitter. <sighs> uh he sent this via the contact form slash contact he says you guys are doing great and the show really livens up the start of my work day i'm, oh, I'm glad so steven is still along for the ride even if it's an episode synopsis form <laughs> so Given the hunk's track record for kicking the bucket, what are your predictions for the coming season three? It's a real weird way to phrase that, Cindy Do Not Plus. <laughs> Will we ever see Daddy Winchester again? And what about the key to his diary? Is that gone too, <laughs> left behind in the bowels of hell? I think
1: that's that's going to be the plot of season three: is finding the key, the key to, to the diary. Because <laughs> there's so many secrets <laughs> <stories> in there.
2: <laughs> Actually, it, I mean, we've already found it, right? We found it at the end of season two. It's the fucking cult. Like, why would you make the cult the, the key to your to your diary? True, that's
1: a great key to your diary. <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> he, he finishes out saying thanks for the podcast. It is really quite necessary. So, yay for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um I have I have some breaking news. <laughs> our our friend who um said that she would uh fuck the gin, marry the werewolf and hunt the trickster. Okay. She she's followed up. She's to follow up right. ready for this. So, first off, werewolves are keepers you just have to lock them away every full moon with some food to eat okay. otherwise they are lawyer sweet pups
0: <laughs> okay
2: the gin will eat your soul but i bet it's a real fun later in it
1: <laughs> i mean
2: you're not wrong uh, that's good that's good the trickster is a creeper because it's a creeper that makes imaginary girls sure he is ultimately harmless but i think he would be the stalker type which mm. hey that's that's a valid I, yeah. I think he's i think she's right on that one. not
1: gonna fall to Thank you that.
2: Not gonna fault you. Thank you, Mai, for for following up with me real quick. <laughs> That's I, 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 good. <laughs> I literally messaged her during the recording to get some more information. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> I could tell you weren't listening to me. It's fine. Yeah,
2: I was just, I don't even know what you said. <laughs> uh you're up. How did I give you every single autumn question? I, I don't didn't know mean to do this.
1: I don't know. Okay, this is uh, another question from uh friend of the show, Autumn Grub. Uh, autumn Grew. If the roles were reversed from the Jin episode, what would Sam's fake perfect life have looked like?
2: Oh Oh my god it'd be so fucking
1: boring It'd be so boring (sighs) I don't even I don't even know what to say I don't even like Jessica would still be alive Yeah, He'd
2: be a dumb lawyer Uh, Honestly you know what it would be it it's literally the exact life that Dean thought for him. Yeah. He'd be a fucking stick in the mud with his mom alive, with his dad dead, and his girlfriend alive. Yeah,
1: and he probably wouldn't like his brother very much because he's a big old. And he jerk. wouldn't like Dean
2: very much because he's he's a he's yeah. an a-hole. It takes Sam a couple
1: why. seasons to truly appreciate Dean. <laughs> so at this point, you know what? He wouldn't he wouldn't appreciate him yet.
2: Like Sam's Sam is the dude that just fantasizes about doing his tax returns, right? <laughs> like, I mean he's just that boring of yeah. a guy at this point.
1: It's hard to it's and, hard to know because I know that I know that him being that boring is a reaction to him not wanting the life he was given. So part of me just thinks that, you know, maybe another version of Sam would just be a huge nerd who was, like, into D&D and, like, he liked fighting, you know, H.P. Lovecraft monsters with his pals in the basement. Basically, he would be uh, a member of the the Stranger Things cast. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Or he would just be a a giant uh, tool like he is in the, the, the episode we got
2: what uh I, I this is not on our list not, i just thought about this with him being um kind of a just a giant nerd in his perfect life what podcast is sam winchester hosting oh fuck <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a
0: great right? question
2: like, is it a done is he doing like with his friends is he gathering his friends and doing like a live i honestly uh, think that D podcast I think that's
1: what it is yeah no. i think that he he would find like creative interest in the supernatural, but he just doesn't want to be out there doing it because he doesn't want to be a whole new level of freak. And yet, he would still he would still call himself that. Like when Dean was out there, like tossing the ball around with John, Sam's out in the basement. He's like, "I'm a whole new level of freak. My dad doesn't love me." He would definitely be one of he's those right, kids.
2: He's just writing goth poetry, he's and every so S is that much weird.
1: Writing goth poetry.
2: Every right, every S is that weird, like symbol thing that everybody <laughs> makes in elementary school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Just you know, just a real exaggerated. Oh, Sam is such a lameo. Yep. Team Dean, hashtag Team Dean. <laughs> Don't worry, Sam. I still love you. We're gonna jump into the podcast. I'm breaking into the podcast. This is a special edit because uh, we left off a feedback response, and it's from a guy that I know pretty well from the Duckfeed Slack, and he's been following along with us on the Duckfeed Slack and talking to me about it all the time. So I felt super bad about completely forgetting about it. I didn't want to wait for the like 13 episodes it's going to take for the next feedback episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this is from, uh, Ian on Twitter. He is at bad Duder. Uh, he, he references <laughs> website as your mom's house.com. <laughs> I don't think that's a real website. Um, <laughs> His message is, uh, I never expected to be a guy who made supernatural a high priority watch or to be like, actually it's hella good to my disinterested girlfriend. But here we are. (laughs) If season one was surprisingly good, a revelation to me, then season two has become like really, actually really good TV. They pretty much always had the characters down, even early on. But where I felt Season 1 definitely had its ups and downs in terms of quality, Season 2 was chock full of creative episodes and cool twists and awesome guest stars. The pod episodes were better, too parentheses dean my heart (laughs) and i'm glad they started doing outright comedic episodes and they were both great the fact that they're already at the point where they're putting creative spins on their tried and true formula only two season two seasons in is both a heartening and ominous sign great because it's not even close to stagnant yet and ominous because if we're already entering the cool spins on the formula phase that might mean we're closer to the out of ideas phase and i still have to watch 11 more seasons of this thing (laughs) yeah hey hey ian same (laughs) even if that does happen though listening along with you guys is gonna make it fun anyway keep up the good work then he sent in a second message that said fuck i didn't know about the fuck harry hunt and he (laughs) says he says he'd fuck that Jin all day marry the trickster because he's a sweet boy and maybe my love could heal his evil ways that's how healthy relationships work right 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 and he'd hunt that werewolf because i'd rather not be eaten in the middle of the night which i think is
1: is pretty fair
2: I didn't think about that as... I didn't think about how strong season two is, meaning that all the rest of the seasons are going to be bad <laughs> because when I was watching at the time, it was just getting better all the time. So I never mm-hmm. even thought about that. But if you're looking at a block of work and like, okay, I'm on episode 26 out of 278,
1: <laughs> something's got to give. <laughs> like that's I, I still personally think that season five is the best season. And maybe that's because of all the emotion I had tied up into it that, you know, the interest I had tied up into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but I, I think that season two sets us off on a really, really strong path. I think it's stronger than season three. Uh, I think two and four are pretty even in, in strength, and I think five is the best. That's just personally.
2: Fair. I'm I'm looking forward to judging this. Like for, so far, season two I think is stronger than season one. Yeah. So when we finish season three, I'll, I'll maybe we should make a spreadsheet,
1: Chris. I think we should make a spreadsheet. I think we, should make a spreadsheet. we should make
2: a spreadsheet. Looking forward to keeping track of uh, just basically a, some rankings. Like season two better than season one, better than season three, better than yeah. whatever. So I, it'll be interesting to keep that up. I uh, just want to say quick thanks to Ian for uh, writing back in, and we're going to put this. At the end of the episode, I have no idea where this is going to go, but thanks, bye. <laughs> 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 We're just going to leave. Just splice it in somewhere.
1: Oh, just yeah. Just splice it in, like, before the last one, because then when we say, oh, this is our last one, you put that It'll, put it'll that sound right. That. Exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. And this will all sound natural and not convoluted at all, especially when I leave all of this part in. Oh, yeah. On to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> Uh finally our friend my is uh via Slack sent this to us um and she says she has a vehicle version of Fuck Mary Hunt. Uh, and it is are you ready for this? <laughs> it's Joyride and ditch versus keep his family car versus slash the tires. Okay. All right. Okay. And uh, our, our choices are Impala, Dad's truck or Bobby's truck.
1: Okay, you're slashing the tires of Bobby's truck right out the door. Nobody Get
2: that get that right. Nobody cares about Bobby's Nobody truck. Nobody cares okay? about
1: Bobby's truck. Uh, uh, the Impala, the Impala's gotta be the family car because it's got space in the back. Dad's truck, I don't know if you could fit anybody in the back seat, and plus you just want to run shit over with that thing. Have you seen how high Dad's truck is off the ground? It's like a, it, Oh, he's got- He's got like
2: twenty-two inch yeah, rims. It's on a borderline that back. He's, monster. He's jacked truck. up. I would just yeah, drive it's, it's over it's other cars
1: and then just crash it in the woods and leave it, and that would be it. That would be my joyride.
2: So joyride. I would drive. Yeah. I would drive over Bobby's truck with
1: the Forget slashing the tires. Scratch <laughs> just that. Just crunch, crunch. Bobby's or driving truck over it. John's truck. And then probably like a, I don't know, transforming into a robot because that thing's fucking huge.
2: I I would I'm, agree. I don't know why we're so similar on this stuff, but I would definitely keep the Impala as the family car. Like that's. It's it's roomy. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of weapons in the trunk. It's yep. got a lot of history. It's mostly iron, so like there's not a weird a lot yeah. of weird electronics that's gonna go wrong. Although we have seen ghost affect the, the performance of the Impala, which is kind of a bummer. Um like I, I really like the idea of having a car that would not be affected by ghost when you're in a ghost hunt, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah, beggars can't be too uh, nice. I don't even know that we've seen Bobby's truck yet. I think he's just been driving some clunkers, although he's, he does oh, yeah, have his he, own. He's
1: like six thousand 000 junky cars that just sit on this yeah there's a thing in supernatural he- if you look around like any set no matter where they are there's almost always just older cars there's hardly ever any like newer cars like sitting on the side of the street and i had i don't know why i'm sure there's a legitimate reason for it but there's almost never any new cars sitting around everything is it like at least from the 90s if not older no just look around
0: it's, look it's, around
2: it's weird it's almost like, it's almost like we don't value things that are old anymore in this, in this weird <laughs> capitalist society. Sure. On that note, <laughs> that's going to wrap us up All for the right. episode. <laughs>
1: Rock and roll.
2: Uh, thank you everybody for listening. It's always, always a pleasure to do these feedback episodes. You guys have the greatest questions and just the most fantastic prompts. We, we really, really enjoy them. Thank you for Joanna from earlier at rich underscore, which on Twitter uh you can look forward to more fan spotlights we've already got some way lined up for season three if you're interested uh dm me for that your favorite season of the show and we'll try to get you locked in i can't guarantee anything right now i'm only booking these things a season ahead but go ahead and dm me and give us your name so i can start making a list um what else we got chris
1: i don't know yeah thanks so much for listening thanks so much for supporting the show and 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 caring Mm -hmm. and giving us a reason to do this because it's been a lot of fun for us and we really appreciate all your support it um it has made this even more fun than I think it would have been if it was just Jeremy and I talking to each other about the show. Um, So, you know, interacting with everybody and and all that has just, it's been a lot of fun and and I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Uh, Season three coverage will start next week. You can go to monster of the week. Dot cool slash schedule to see our, uh, excuse me. Oh boy. To see our (laughs) breakdown of episodes there. fuck you chris i just had to cough okay i'm out of water we've been recording for a while
0: <laughs>
2: <clears throat> you can go to monster of the cool slash schedule to see our uh schedule of episodes when we're going to cover which episode season three is a little bit shorter but it's still very 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 good uh and we'll see you next week with that chris where are you at on twitter
1: i'm at local bones on twitter
2: i'm at jg greer the podcast is at motw all of our social media links are at monster cool Check us out there. Leave us an iTunes review, please, 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 please. Leave please. us an iTunes review, please, <laughs> please, please. Just goddamn it, please. If you do it, I've got guarant- I If we, I just, I just heard this on Twitter. If we get 18 million iTunes reviews, mm-hmm. not only will we get a free year supply of chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. but we'll also get more iTunes reviews. Yeah. <laughs> I lost it at the end there. No, so. I, uh, yep. Yeah.
0: Just, anyway, yep. thank you
2: everybody for listening. We're gonna cut this podcast off. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
0: I'm really good
1: Don't make it weird,
3: Jeremy. What? Why is it weird, Jeremy? don't oh, no. Tell us, Jeremy.
2: <laughs> I lost everybody. Why did I lose everybody? All right. So it's just going to be me and you. There we go. Okay. We got hey. it. Chris. Hey. Can hey. Hey. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. I can yeah. You hear you the whole time. Yeah. Oh, shit.
0: <laughs>
2: this, is, this is terrible. I got, <laughs> I got new headphones today, so I can't. Oh, I can, that's I can that's hear, tight. I can hear myself, and also I'm, I feel I sound real weird at the same time, so I don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck it's
1: why don't you turn down your own volume? No, that's the, you're supposed to hear yourself. Like that's.
2: Wow. The thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I yeah I can't do that because if I hear myself in my headphones, then I talk way slower. Maybe that would be a good thing, but to be to be honest, I mean I don't know what he has in store for us either. So <laughs> just, I just I literally just said it, y'all. That's
2: what I. That's all it was. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. I'm doing i'm finishing something up and then i'll be i'll be done i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm, sorry. I'm trying to remove it i'm trying to remove it I'm sorry yeah
1: no it's fine I'm just go fuck myself it's not a big deal wow wow uh, you okay.
2: wanna
1: <laughs> oh you want to know go ahead i was just gonna say if you guys want to know how big of a douchebag i am i was uh looking up the meaning of colors uh, on my break at work, because I like this I was, already, <laughs> because of the colors of the of the supernatural DVD cases. They're different for every for every season, of course. So I thought, is there some meaning behind this? Uh, no, turns out I'm just a huge douchebag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I love that. I, I I won't dispute that.
1: Yeah, there's really no this. There is no disputing it. <laughs> there's
2: no disputing it. <laughs> Sorry y'all, I'm finishing trying to get this
1: stuff. What, it, Jeremy? I, think.
2: I what? know. I know. Another I know, podcast. I'm yes, I'm finishing another podcast.
1: He's finishing up <laughs> he's finishing up an X-Men comic right now. Yeah, that's
2: exactly what I'm doing. I'm just trying to get everything done, you know, before. <laughs> um, listen. So, to I
1: myself,
3: don't know if you all noticed um that tweet that I put out there, but I just got my dad started on Stardew Valley and like in a weekend he's gotten through his first season and discovered something i hadn't figured out yet and i'm like what is this
2: the first season or the first year first season what did he discover
3: uh he uh got
1: to the dwarf oh shit the what the dwarf jeremy (laughs) that's what i said what dwarf what the one in the
2: mines
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: oh yeah 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 that took me forever to get to
3: he just said he crafted a cherry bomb and blasted his way through, and I'm like, "What?" Well, I didn't even know you could do that. To be I honest. didn't even
2: think about that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I figured it was just gated for progress or whatever. He can't wow. speak to him that right. He hasn't found the book, right? Yeah, he just said
1: it was gibberish. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I found the book way before I found the uh, the
1: dwarf. There's like four books, and apparently you have to have all of them, which I'm pretty sure I do. But he's still speaking gibberish, so I don't know what to tell you there. Hmm.
2: Um, How far is uh, Jess into it, Chris? Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I
1: don't know. <laughs> like 150 hours? Oh, my God. That's great. <laughs> every day she's just looking for uh, prismatic shards so that she can divorce. She wants to divorce Harvey, erase his memory, and then turn her kids into doves so she doesn't have to deal with them anymore. And then she wants to start over.
3: What has gone on with Stardew? What's happening?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I I haven't played Persona Four. I kind of always meant to get around to it.
1: hmm It's a problem when it's trapped on Vita and then PS2. So
3: I own a copy of the PlayStation Two one, and I have a PlayStation Two that's backwards or a PlayStation Three that's backwards compatible, but I never I got
1: around care. to it. It's all right. It's a time and place thing. I mean, yeah. you're getting you're getting the Persona Four experience through Persona Five. I think all the things that I love about p4 in p5 um it's just like a different flavor of it i guess you're still getting the ice cream it's just a different flavor of ice cream
3: i i understand that i'm missing the most important part which is the G A.
1: yeah like- everybody loves I mean, i think G A is cool but like she's just cool i don't know i don't get the, the whole fuss about her yeah, i don't, <laughs> don't
2: uh the only thing i know about that is that brian wade is apparently in love with that chick like that's all i hear him talk about when he talks about persona I mean
1: like i appreciate that she loves justice because like same
2: but, yeah. you know. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, justice, right, guys? <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, if you really like justice so much, why wouldn't you just obey the law in Persona 5, man? Why do you gotta go all vigilante on it? gotta
0: make
1: my own justice. That's what it's all about.
2: <laughs> it's all about making your own justice. Like, I, yeah,
1: I, I 100% agree with that. That light Yagami looking motherfucker. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Are you kidding? Akechi is my boyfriend. No, he, yeah. Well, me and him have the same haircut, so I can appreciate him on that level. But I don't. He wears gloves to school, and I don't know what that's about, and it freaks me out. So I'm, your main
3: character wears gloves to school when the school was a castle.
1: Yeah, but it's fucking cool when I do it.
2: <laughs> Y'all have fucking I lost me. What are
3: you? Talking I'm not
1: about? saying that I have a that I, don't, that I don't like Akechi as a character. I just don't trust him. Okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, Ketchy's he's great. He's the greatest.
2: Joanna, do you have any questions about about how this podcast works?
3: Um, I know how the podcast works, but I'm not sure how this segment is going to work. Okay,
1: honestly, same.
2: <laughs> so, so uh, despite what it sounds like, when I edit the podcast, we actually don't do the intro to music. We literally just say our names, and I edit it all yeah. to sound good later. Um, so I'll say I'm Jeremy Greer. Chris will say I'm Chris Mosier. You'll say your name. And then we'll go into like the intro of the podcast as normal. Uh, I'll just kind of wing everything in the intro, like I usually do, which always sounds yeah. terrible. I'll uh, probably
1: do something to fuck it up at some point. I'll just be honest.
2: Yeah, and and if we do that, we'll just do a retake, like, and we'll laugh about it, and we'll go into the outtakes, um, and yeah. then we'll talk about supernatural. We, you're our first like you know fan yeah. spotlight person, so I well, don't have no idea how this is gonna work. Um, we're just gonna it. talk about season two. Yeah, we'll just you know talk about the hunks, right?
3: Yeah. yeah. All hunks all the time.
2: And then... That'll be it. Yeah, and we'll wrap up and we'll, you know, where can you be found on the internet, et cetera. Et cetera and then that'll yeah. be it.
0: Okay.
1: The first thing I think that I was going to talk about is the, um, basically, the arc of the season and how we go from, you know, uh, John dying to what we get at the end. So if that's just, like, a place to, like, bounce off of to begin with, that helps.
2: Yeah, I th- okay. we, we should... uh we should probably ask Joanna where she's like her history with the supernatural oh, series. Yeah. And then That's we should a great question. Yeah. And then we should go into like, after that conversation, go into like summaries of season two. We need to remember to talk about the Ash thing. Cause we didn't cover that in the last episode as much as we wanted to. And then, oh, le- yeah. Legit. RIP. Legit.
1: Yeah. Legit. RIP. Ash.
0: I'm running that down in my
1: notes. Legit. RIP. Ash.
2: Legit rip. Legit rip. Chris. Legit rip.
1: I'm such a
0: piece of shit. <laughs> Further evidence that I'm a
1: douchebag.
2: <laughs> legit rip. Legit It's <laughs> all good. excellent. That was that yeah, was really that was awesome. really fun. Yeah, that's gonna. Set, I didn't really have an, a good idea of what that was gonna be in my head, but I think that's gonna set the precedent for like the future episodes where we do guest spotlights. So that's that's gonna be a, a high bar to reach. Good. Yeah, great. I'm glad.
3: I hope I—I I mean, y'all saying good things. I just hope that I'm not actually like making it so nobody else is gonna guess. We're done with guest episodes. Joan ruined it for everyone.
2: <laughs> oh no, absolutely not! Absolutely <laughs> no, no, not. No. Yeah, this, this, is, this is be a lot, lot of good fun. conversation. Yeah, this this was really good especially
1: um, like when i started doing my spiel god i had no idea where i was fucking going with that thing so oh, i'm glad god. that we were all able to tie that together we worked well together as a team
2: <laughs> i was impressed i thought you had notes written down i was like fuck why is it chris sharing his notes with us I like, had like, this four is all bullet good points
1: that i wrote down i just dude i just think about this shit all the time <laughs> i fucking love stupid after <laughs> Like I know I know I'm constantly like posting about like anime and stuff on on Twitter. Listen, I barely watch anime, alright? It's not it's not a thing that it consumes a lot of my time. I do a lot of I read a lot of manga. But I, I'm either playing persona or I'm fucking thinking about supernatural at this point in my life.
2: I actually sent Chris a DM today and said, I'm so fucking ready to talk about supernatural. It's been so long. <laughs> it's been like a week. I need I need my supernatural figs. <laughs> <laughs> Only a week. <laughs> I know. Really. I'm the fucking worst.
1: It's fine. I just had the weirdest thing happen with Amazon. <laughs> whoa, 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 big oh. surprise there. <laughs> but no, they sent, me, they sent me two of something. And I was like, all right. And I just checked, Well, oh, shit, maybe I ordered it twice. No, I didn't. And they didn't charge me for two of them. They just sent me two of them in two different packages. And there's also one that says it's out for delivery. I'm like, huh, what? What?" There's got to be some sort of misunderstanding here. So we'll see. I should just return the other one so that I can just get 10 bucks back. But, Hell, yeah. What was it? It was just uh it was a Blade of the Immortal Omnibus Volume Two. Come
2: on. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't have said literally anything else besides
1: that. Yeah, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I went with. And the thing is, it's like not even like it's volume one or something. So like, I'm just like, here, here you go. Anybody else have this Okay, yeah, well, I'll follow along. I'll try not trying to be an idiot. You're good. Legit rip, though. Le- <laughs> Legit rip. you write hashtag not all monsters? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I was going to go into a thing when you were like, well, they're not all monsters. And I was like, well, you know what? Is that your new hashtag? Well, not, never all a to- <laughs> not all men. Not all men. Not all monsters. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a fun time. <clears throat> okay, you ready?
1: Yeah, It's Still. As your best friend, I can say, yes, I'm ready.
2: 100% (laughs) ready.